yeah, I, I, I'm the daughter of a sailor, so mm-hmm. like I fit that stereotype. Hey, you were so talking, I just want to give that more You're talking to two sailors <laughs> right here. I'm, sailors. I'm active duty Navy. She's a, former, she's a former Hilo pilot, so yeah. trust me, there's plenty of salt in sailor, <laughs> sailor mouth in this household. So. <laughs> Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history. And tonight, we are chatting with the host of Tipsy Fish History YouTube channel. Welcome, Aster. Howdy. So before we start chatting with Aster and learning about her YouTube channel and everything. Um, And before we start emptying our glasses for anybody listening at home, I want to ask our listeners to help us out by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or feel free to reach out to us at Talk With History, or I'm sorry, reach out to us at thehistorybuzz.com. That's our other podcast. (laughs) Don't forget to check out that other podcast, Talk With History, where Jen and I dive deeper into our Walk With History videos, and we give people a behind-the-scenes look at our YouTube journey. Now, our guest tonight is Aster, the host of Tipsy Fish History, which as of recording has just over 13,000 subscribers and uh, over 150 videos for you history fans out there. Oh, God, it's been 150. It's been over 150. (laughs) Oh, God. on On her About tab in YouTube, Aster says that she has a passion for history. The more obscure the topic, the more learning is to be had. So welcome tonight, Aster. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not dead, so that's a plus. Absolutely. Every day above ground is a good day. Yeah, every day you're standing mm-hmm. and standing above dirt is is a good day. So Aster, can you unless t- you're in Spelunka. But God, Dude, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so Aster, I like to kind of kick things off by learning about our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you grew up to grow to enjoy history so much and maybe how that translated into the YouTube channel? Oh God. Well, we're just starting that front. Um I, uh, probably, probably the earliest stages of when I got into history was I'm a, I'm a former freight hopper. Uh, so hobo wow. for people that yeah. don't know what that means. Oh, wow. And I spent my, uh, early teen years from 12 to 16, essentially just riding the rails during the height of the recession. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, that was, uh, that you, you tend to learn a lot of, stuff from that point in time you get very interested in ultimately very mundane things um and you know to pass a lot of the time you'd find books i'd read books gotcha. i learned how to read during that period of time yeah um, and history kind of became something that i just went to um more or less i liked learning <laughs> Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I can't say that I've I've ever met anyone with with that kind of background. So, when you say kind of interested in in mundane things, like can you give me an example of that? Oh god. Um yeah, I'm trying to think exactly. There was one of the freight lines that you could follow through um that we if I go into too much detail, uh, no, I have at it. This I tell people all the time: this doesn't have to be a history podcast. This is a secretly. This is a people podcast. This is a people podcast, and that's, that's a very fair. unique background. What did you What did you call yourself again? A rail writer, a freight hopper, a freight, freight hopper. hopper. Okay, so yeah. so you so you you were talking about an, uh, one of the rails that kind of you could follow pretty far. You would if 
Do either of you know your geography at all? Oh, yeah. I'm, she's much better than I, although I never attended. <laughs> so, um, do you know where Tenton County is in Wyoming? Jackson kind of ski resorts. Oh my gosh, I grew up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So, yes. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yes, obviously, then. Um, I'll lower this down a tad. Sure. But ultimately, there used to be a rail line that would connect Tenton County down in through um, in the Colorado, where you connect into like Fort Collins or Aurora. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it followed highway or yeah it was highway 435 i think it was called okay that sure. went through mofat county and mofat county in colorado is about twenty five thousand square miles and has a population of maybe four thousand. Oh wow um and we ended up getting because i rose the group um we ended up being stuck for about five months in that county due oh. to a big blizzard that came through wow and from that point in time, we, we were in a little uh, cabin, shed, whatever you want to call it. And because, of course, there was a few books talking about, you know, hunters in the region or, uh, his, you know, kind of the history of that sort of area. Yeah. And that's probably what that's my first real memory of what sparked the, oh, I want to learn more about it. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. But. That's, cool. that's so cool. So so how did that eventually translate into the YouTube channel? It eventually translated because after I was done freight hopping, I reconnected with uh, members of my family again, and primarily my half-sister and at that time her, um, her, uh, her partner. And they were interested in getting into kind of a YouTube thing and... Uh, <laughs> The uh, the irony was that uh, the name Tipsy Fish came about because it was like, oh, yeah, we're a bunch of like sardines. But um, <laughs> oh. because ah. those two didn't drink. Yeah. Um, they diluted me down to tipsy. <laughs> now it's the other way around to where I don't drink anymore. But now they drink. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, but um, and so we kind of started off doing you know, very basic kind of skits and that sort of thing, because I always had a passion for filmmaking. Yeah. Um. And especially silent films. I have a collection of silent films on Laserdisc. Oh, cool. Uh, kind of started from there. And then I started to want to teach a little bit more about history. Yeah. Um, it was originally just alternate history um, at the start. And then it delved into more generalistic history. And I don't even do alt history anymore because of the audience that tends to attract <laughs> Oh, interesting. Oh, that's true. Sure. But your history is still, I, I looked at your channel, you still do things that are like, the the question that someone might ask, well, what was Turkey doing during this time? Or what was happening over here? You do that kind of history. Like the, not the more like. The main event. The main event. You're doing what, you know, history still happening around us. But what are these other outliners doing at this time? That's very interesting, I think. Yeah, and it's more of a, I get, it's kind of how I always, I never, I was never fascinated with large events. Um, I used to study primarily American Civil War history, and I couldn't care less about learning about Gettysburg or sure. Bull Run or anything like that. I was more interested in like the Mississippi campaign mm-hmm. or um, the Confederates attempt to take California. Mm-hmm. Um, and things of that sort. And I, it just kind of went on from that point, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, it sounds to me like you kind of like some of the lesser known historical events that are happening 
at the same time, right? And also kind of that actually provides in, in, a, in an interesting way, it provides context to those other events that we all know, like a Gettysburg or whatever, right? It's You're actually painting the picture larger for people who already know maybe the main event. And are like, well, what about what else was going on? And you're answering some of those questions. Yeah, or, or in a lot of cases, it's people thinking, oh, I didn't know that there was anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not even on their radar. You know, it's, it, I always say history is happening People are living yeah. and people are experiencing the events wherever they're at. So you just have to go and, you know, research what were they doing there. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Well, Aster, one of the, um, you know, once we kind of get to know our guests a little bit, one of the things I like to do is what I like to call um, kind of a history word association game. So this is just a fun way for me to broach a topic, right? And for me to kind of lead into it because it lets us kind of hear what you're thinking and it allows our listeners to kind of play along with uh, kind of the word association game. So I've got a couple words that'll lead into a well-known historical figure or topic. Um, And if you just, I'll say the word, you give me your thought, phrase, paragraph, whatever, Mm -hmm. what have you um, that, that, that comes to mind. And then we'll, we'll just kind of go from there. So that's sound, sound okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Our, I, I should have asked. I should have asked beforehand. Oh, sure. Um, is this family friendly podcast? Keep the swearing to a minimal. Sort I, of, honestly, sort it's, of deal. It's kind of the history buzz. We, you can, you can. I, I would be like, just be your authentic self. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would. You know, be your most authentic self. Yeah. If, even... uh, if, if we go too far off the rails, I'll just put a disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast and be like, hey. Don't listen to this with kids in the car, right? I, I will say that very yeah, clearly. I, I'll give a 10-second pause, and then I will let the podcast start. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the daughter of a sailor, so like I fit that stereotype. Hey, you so were talking, I just wanted to get that sailors. warning. You were talking to two sailors <laughs> right here. I'm, I'm active duty Navy. She's, well, a former, oh. she's a former helo pilot, so yeah. trust me, there's plenty of salt and sailor, <laughs> sailor mouth in this household. So, <laughs> Oh, thank God, oh, thank God. I don't have to have my extra packets. I don't have to bring them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind the packets of salt I have in that drawer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to kick it off here with our word association game. So, um, Aster, if I was to say 1882, what's the first thing that would come to mind? Uh, U.S. presidential election. Okay. All right. U.S. presidential election. Um, if I was to say Herbert Hoover, what would you think? Same thing. Same thing. Uh, okay. Well, that would be when he was a senator. That's when he would probably run as a senator. Oh, boy. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, if I was to say New York, what would you think? Much the same. A senator or an election. Um, okay. All right. Now, this, this should start making it a little bit more obvious. If I was to say Hyde Park, what would you think? I'm clueless on that one. Okay. All right. That's Okay. And now the the last, and this is the actual topic. I would say FDR. Yeah, that's how that's how all that stuff would tie together. Yeah. So, so if we if FDR is is kind of the the person we're going to chit chat about here a little bit. So he was actually born in 1882. Herbert Hoover was uh, what did he run? He run against Herbert Hoover. Yes. Um, he so FDR actually de- to your point, FDR defeated him in the 1932 election when yeah. he ran for president because Hoover was the president during the depression. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then New York, FDR is from New York. Hyde Park is just outside of New York, where FDR kind of that lived. was kind of his um, vacation place before, like a Camp David yeah. and stuff. He would go to Hyde Park. Yeah, and actually he's buried there. Yeah. So so that's kind of how all those those words. Uh, 
kind of lead into FDR, the, the president, you know, that many people know and, and some people love. Mm-hmm. So what do you remember of either learning about FDR when you were younger or something that stands out to FDR to you now if you don't really kind of, you're like me, like I don't really remember learning too much history in high school because I'm not the history nerd in this house. That's this one right here. So um, I, what, I never, I, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. So, so tell us oh, what was, you know gonna, or, or remember of learning about FDR or something that stands out to you now. I mean, I, I never, I never, I never went to high school, y'all. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So um, all, all of this is, all of this is from, uh, later on, uh, sure. periods. And also I'm a policy, I'm a political policy wonk. I actually, I, um, I'm hired by my congresswoman. Actually. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Um, but I, in, in terms of FDR, it, it kind of depends on really where you want to end up going, or if you want to talk, um, more specifically about Hoover and his actions. I mean, there's, I do have a juicy topic we could cover on that front. I'm actually in the process of making a video about, um, Primarily his, um, what people refer to as uh, his uh, Hoover camps that he had in the Mississippi Delta Mm -hmm. uh, in 1927, 28, whenever the, I can't think of. Is it the Yazoo River in Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the main one. Well, there's the the Mississippi, of course, and then yeah, it's the yeah, it's the yeah Yazoo Yazoo. I'm not sure. Yes, but I know I, what you're talking I about. Think, but I can, but whenever better. whenever that flood in 26 27, mm-hmm. they uh, forced, and I mean forced, a lot of the local uh, residents, i.e. the black majority yeah, uh, to yeah. pretty much work there and it was not particularly good mm-hmm. uh yeah. for them so that's been deep dive but uh, sorry i ramble sometimes I no apologize. no that's exactly uh, what, this, <laughs> that's what this, we want this podcast ramble away. Is, is for us to kind of chase those rabbits right down the rabbit hole so you're gonna so you're covering fdr uh, he basically didn't help those people and they set up these camps and had to live and live out their lives like in just like makeshift Shack camps. Well, this this was under the Hoover administration. Okay. Um, yeah. I was saying if we want to go a little bit further, sure. um, earlier and talk that could hit that. Um, otherwise, with FDR, like we can talk about the New Deal policies or well, what, yeah. um, so, what's so, the first thing that you remember learning about him? Like, I think my first uh, my my first time seeing FDR was in Annie. Because she wants to in meet FDR. Yeah, of course, you would like, remember it from She wants to meet FDR and Annie. Don't you remember? That's what she wants to do. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I'll be honest. I don't remember Annie at all. I saw it once when I was a kid. So, so that's how I remember him. But like, do we, So when you first learned about him then, were you first learning about the New Deal then? Or did was it first like World War II? Or... Oh, no. I remember what, what I was going to deep dive on. It would have been um, talking about whether or not it essentially, was the U.S. involvement in World War II inevitable? Sure. Oh, okay. I want to say that's probably where I first started sure. reading up a bit on him. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, he was such a, you know, especially for American history, right? The only president to ever have four terms, four like terms. leading the leading America through the Great Depression, not completely through, right? More the tail end of it, mm-hmm. right? And then into World War One, and or not World War One, World War Two, yeah. like in through World War Two and, and all that stuff. I mean, He's just a massive, massive figure, right, yeah. in American history. And for me, when I think of FDR, 
right? When I think of World War II, I think of the New Deal. Those are the things that pop into my sure. brain. And honestly, nowadays, we got the chance to go up to Washington, D.C., and I've been up there a couple times to walk through the Washington Mall, right, to see the the memorials there. Mm-hmm. And so that's one. Of, it's honestly now one of the things that comes to mind when I, when I hear FTR is walking through his memorial through his multiple terms on the Washington Mall in D.C., um, yeah, that, so it's that's a newer one. Have you ever been there, Aster? I, I might have passed it's a, through. When yeah, it's a newer one. Ago. Okay. Um, Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. He plays FDR. In what? In Hyde Park or something Hyde Park. Oh, I didn't know. And that. he, it's a really good movie about FDR's like private life. Huh. And how he had like an affair with his secretary the whole time. Oh, yeah. And how he was very much wouldn't let the reporters take any pictures of him in the wheelchair, right? And they were pretty respectful about doing that, and and just all of how he's like navigating his relationship with Eleanor, and still having this affair with the secretary, and wow. everything with World War II. It's a very interesting movie. Astor, one of the one of the next things we like to chat about with our guests is kind of tends to be more about you, the person, yes. right? And and all of our guests, so. I like to ask folks, you know, what's the first big historical event that you remember happening? Either a personal event, whether it maybe was local, wherever you, you grew up, or just kind of the first thing that really stood out to you as, hey, here's some national, global, whatever event that happened that, that really struck a chord and all of a sudden the curtain was pulled back and you're like, oh my gosh, like... It's not just me in this my tiny little world bubble, right? There's a whole world out there. What's the first historical event that you kind of remember in your life? It, it depends on how you want me to answer that. Because one, more of a, like in terms of sh- completely shifting how I end up kind of changing in terms of my interests and now kind of, I guess, my career slash goals at the moment. Sure. Um, I can think of one very particular for that. Yeah. Um, other. Uh, in in that case, um, the thing that got me like involved in politics, and don't worry, it's I, we're, I'm not going to delve like into it's all good. politics. It's all good. But, I trust um, you, <laughs> but I, I promise I'll be good. All right. Uh, but um, the the thing that because I I knew nothing about politics prior to the tail end of 2017, um, and a lot of that came with you know I really didn't delve a lot into the history behind a lot of it sure um but in uh, in december 2017 um doug jones won statewide in alabama and the only reason i even was remotely uh tapped into it was because of a section on the alternate history forums when i used to frequent that okay where people were talking about it and then i kind of got a bit more interested and yeah, it was it was Doug Jones's victory in Alabama, and then that November was when um, Danica Rome, the first openly trans individual, got elected. You know, period in the Virginia legislature, and this okay. was before I came out as trans, mm-hmm. before I knew I was trans. Right, what a shock! It struck a chord in my brain. Sure, sure uh, yeah, absolutely. But that started giving me. A, very interested in politics and kind of the history behind it. So I started learning a lot more about past um, past elections and, sure. and forced me to learn a lot more about the history and that sort of thing. 
And then more recently started learning about um, foreign elections, which has resulted in me learning about their history. Mm-hmm. Huh. And like, it's really kind of shaped me in that sense. Interesting. I guess. That's cool. So, so what about that, that Doug Jones election? Like what, what stood out in that? Was it really just kind of the conversation that came up in the forums and the people that you were kind of chatting with online or like what, what about that kind of struck that light bulb for you? It, it was people going, my God, this is unprecedented. Like what uh, is happening? Yeah. And that kind of made me like, I want to learn a little bit more about this. So yeah. Yeah. I started learning it a little bit more and, um, you know, it was kind of like, it, it, it was essentially kind of a piece in time, just not in the same vein that other, that other historical events are, you know, like I vaguely remember like Obama getting elected, but sure. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know who Obama was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was, God, how old would I have been? Yeah. I would have been 11. So in, it was more like reacting to other people's strong reactions it was like, why are people saying this is so unprecedented? I want to know more about why they feel that way. Yeah, it, essentially. Yeah. It, it kind of turned into that. And yeah, it was just people being really excited. There was a lot of energy around it. A lot of like, almost a slap in the face. Sure. Without it being a slap in the face of like, oh, wait a minute. Um and got me really intrigued. Now, were, were you in that area at the time? Or were you, I, I assume you're in the, are you are you still in the Wyoming, Colorado area? Oh, God. Oh, no. I never, I live in Washington. I live oh, in Washington DC? State. Oh, Washington State. Washington no, State. State. Oh, okay. State. Okay. <laughs> You're like, so, no, yeah. state. <laughs> so, God, that, no, God, no. So, so that's so, uh, that's so interesting to me that, that, that election, because you said, so was Doug Jones, was that county, was that local to you? or no, Alabama. It was Alabama. No, yeah, it was sta- It was a, a special election in Alabama in December of uh, 2017. Yeah, so that's that's interesting to me that that's something that's like across the country, right? You, you see it, you hear about it, you hear other people's reactions mm-hmm. and say, hey— like something about some more. something about that kind of rung a bell, you know, little light bulb, and you're just like, I want to know more. And that that little bit opened the door for you, and you kind of, you know, like you said, it kind of shaped where you're at at right now. It right now, sparked so much it's, of your it's, life. It sparked in something interesting. Yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty much, and same with um, and I attribute like Danica Rome's victory just yeah. the, sure. the month prior to that to be like it was kind of the first step because. I'm trying. I didn't know other. I didn't know of trans folk really mm-hmm. before that period of time. Okay. And, and post that, I was like, oh, like it, it. It's something that's a bit hard to. That's a bit hard to explain. But it was sure. just kind of a like. There was a weird. I was drawn to her. Yeah. In a yeah. weird way. Yeah. Um, and I learned. I learned about her victory just from. I think actually the same sources. People were like, oh my god, you know, this is. Again, something first time that's ever happened. Yeah, sure. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it, yeah. And it's pretty much just kind of shaped things on that front, and it's going to shape my future with plans I have in the work. Yeah, um, that's very interesting. That's that's super cool. I and I'll be honest, like for me, I'm trying to think of like. So I grew up in California, and I'm trying to think of the first time that I remember really remember 
like learning who a local politician was, right? Because I'll be perfectly honest, I had no idea there was even like other states when I was younger, <laughs> right? I was very oblivious, very sheltered. Same. But I grew up in Central California, in the Central Coast of California. And probably the first quote unquote politician that I, I would say I remember is I grew up I grew up in an area where Clint Eastwood was the the oh, mayor there. the mayor mm-hmm. of of my city right or actually like the neighboring city right because my parents didn't live where all the people who had money did I I kind of lived off in the boonies a little bit <laughs> but uh, but that's I, I just remember because he was Clint Eastwood and I was like oh yeah I, I kind of sort of knew who that was I knew that he was an actor and I knew that was like different and kind of a big deal because my parents would talk about it all the time but as far as like a local you know. A local kind of politician, like the first time that I remember something like that. Yeah. That's, that's, and I was, I would have been right around 10, 11, mm-hmm. right? So some, somewhere right around then. Um, I was about the same age. I think Dick Cheney came to speak at my high school. Because oh, he is that's a right. he's senator from Wyoming. Wyoming. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. He's the senator of Wyoming, right? When I was a kid. Yeah. That's why it was so right. crazy when he was VP. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. really? That guy from Wyoming <laughs> yeah. is yeah, the yeah, vice yeah. president? Yeah. And I remember he came to our school and everyone's like, ooh, there are, are represented. But honestly, there's limited. I mean, you probably know, Astor. There's limited places to speak in Wyoming anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. There's, just, there's like, there's only a few cities in Wyoming that are really so worth visiting. So it wasn't like that big of a deal when I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just like, yeah, just you, you either, you either have Jackson, you have Shaney. Yep. You mm-hmm. might. I guess you have Gilbert and Casper. Yeah. But yeah. Do yeah. those even count? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Or, or you just drive across That's the border to Colorado. Places to speak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I really didn't start learning more about that until I got in college. I was a political science major in college, even though I don't really have anything to do with that now. Um, that kind of stuff, you know, it, it did interest me. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's super interesting. That's the first time I think we've ever had a guest who said that, that a, kind of a local election not even really in your area but that's something that kind of sparked that i think that's really cool that's thank you cool. for sharing that yeah, with us that's really neat yeah you're welcome. so th- that kind of leads us into the, the next question that i like to ask folks um and so what's a bit of regional history that you might know either living in the area that you do now or wherever you kind of grew up that most folks you know, if I was to come visit your neck of the woods, I wouldn't really know that kind of regional history. Like, but around your area, it's relatively common. Um, so, it, what's a bit of regional history that you might know about your your neck of the woods that a lot of folks might know or might might not know or might not realize? In, in terms of that, I guess um, California used to have a huge neo-nazi problem especially within like the punk community i'm okay. also a punk gal what is sure. that? So i know the history of that okay um and in the mid to late 80s pretty much the the eastern end of oregon and washington all those white nationals moved up here sure <laughs> oh really um, yeah because it's like an idaho been, like all of that area right yeah, kind of all that area, which is why, like in Idaho, you have, you know, they, they birthed the three percenters movement. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and that sort of thing. And uh, here uh, in Spokane Valley, up until I want to say 2020, there's a, a representative that, uh, a state representative that was saying we need to train the children in Christian holy war. Oh my um, gosh. Wow. He's a lun- lunatic. Um, but kind of, like that's a piece that a lot of people don't really know about and kind of the, the, 
the very white nationalist militias that have formed. Huh. It's not a great piece to talk about, but it's, hey, no, it's, I mean, it's they, some, some, there's some there is a lot of accurate. that. Yeah, it's accurate, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. to, but to to your point, right? And to be honest, there's a lot of history that's not great to talk about, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Jen, right? And it's important to know. It's maybe not important to. It's not always great to dwell on certain aspects of it, but it's good to learn. Right. It's good to learn the facts like Jen did a lot of work when we were living in Memphis. Right. Being in the Navy, I've moved around a little bit and she did some work with a, a group that's called the Lynching Sites Project. And they would research old lynchings in the greater Memphis area and try to kind of help with things like healing between. They would look for like ancestors on, for, on each side and try to pe- bring people together. And there was a lot of really cool stuff. It's a tough topic. Right. And it's again, oh, yeah. that's different than than white nationalists moving up there. But that's something that's important to learn can't just like deny it right right and you can't just like pretend exactly. it doesn't exist yeah right so it is something important and and then it makes you wonder well why do i mean as all good historians do why this area why so many why what's the you know like what's the draw what's the protection what's the what's the thing here yeah. that that keeps them feel that makes people feel like this is an okay place to be together and do this you know yeah, well, and, and also I think that's a really good example, Aster, of some regional history because there's some folks, right? We, we've talked to, we've had multiple guests on the podcast and I'm way behind on getting things published and all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, some folks, they start off young. Like we just talked to Mr. Beat the other day from mm-hmm. the Mr. Beat History Channel and he started off, his kind of love of history started off because he liked geography and he liked maps. Mm-hmm. And so throughout history, a big part of history is is the population shift and migration, mm-hmm. right? We learn we have a, a short series, some of our more popular ones, not as not as many views as some of your videos, but some of our more our more one of our more popular cities series is about Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned when I was making that video that I just I didn't know until I made the video was how some of the population from the South, right, the African-American population, moved to places like Chicago, right, in the, what they called the Great Migration, mm-hmm. right? And that's the population shift, and that's an important part of history because that explains things later on down the line. So I think that's actually a really great example of some regional history. Yeah. Yeah, and something like that explains the so-called uh, the Red Scare they referred to at the end of World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Also very, I'm also working on the video talking about that. And then, you know, that's all connected to that. Or like the Tulsa um, massacre in 21 um, that a lot of people are like, oh, this actually happened. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird how it's weird, but it isn't how everything's connected in the sense. Yeah, we actually just talked about the Red Scare with that was my that was my word association game with uh, real real history R E E L yeah he does movies yeah. he he talks about movies so he'll talk about <laughs> probably stuff that you're not interested in right Gettysburg <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't care less get get that out of here right so we're, he we're, he's we're, on the other end of the spectrum right he he covers all the popular kind of yeah. big movie topics but my word association game him kind of led him into the Red Scare and we talked mm-hmm. about the 1950s and kind of before yeah. that and yeah how that affected Hollywood and the mm-hmm. actors and actresses that were blacklisted and all that stuff as far as your your youtube channel goes what's kind of something that's that stood out to you about doing the youtube channel that kind of surprised you as you've grown 
surprised which videos took off honestly mm. yeah like like which ones can you give us an example um specifically for example and i'm gonna actually look um okay uh i did one talking about the 1940 franco Thai war and like that just blew up huh. which surprised me quite a bit um i was like oh you know like a lot of this stuff is like yeah i a lot of people, some folks might know about like this particular war or not, but it's generally smaller stuff that sure. I wouldn't have expected. Or um, recently, I had one talking about uh, the Great Raid of 1840, essentially the largest Comanche raid into uh, white settled land mm-hmm. that oh. happened uh, between the Comanche tribes and the Republic of Texas. Okay. Um, that took off recently or. One talking about like minor colonial nations, one of my very early ones. Yeah, that's a um, good one. Did well too. And I was just like, that's very surprising. But eh. yeah, and that's that's the interesting thing about YouTube is like a video will just be kind of hanging out there. And then all of a sudden you're like, why is this one getting a bunch of views? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. It's not even like, I don't even feel like it was my best video. And all of a sudden it just starts spiking. That's cool. Or generally the ones where you're like, oh, this will probably get a lot of views and it gets none. Yeah. 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 Those, yeah. those ones hurt. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, one, the one that uh, particularly hurt, I did one talking about um, the evolution of uh, women's right to vote in mm-hmm. the United States. Okay. And it was like, I don't do long videos because I don't have time. I work, well, sure. I, at that time, I worked uh, a full time job ran my own business on top of being a caregiver oh wow um and it was yeah it was like 28 30 minutes long and nobody watched it i'm like god damn it yeah yeah no i put a lot of time and effort into that i know the feeling aster i totally get it yeah it sucks yeah it does i know you're like this is a lot of good information people need to know this i put a lot of time and effort into this video yeah that's too funny so so one one last question i'll ask you so what's kind of of your videos, right? Since we've been kind of chatting about those, like what's one stand, one standout video. If you kind of had to pick one, either something that you started learning about and that it really just, as you learned more about it, you're like, Oh my gosh. And it just kind of really stuck in your brain or something that either had a reaction that kind of resulted in something that was real life, right? Someone emailed you and said, Hey, you know, my, grandfather fought in that war or something like that like what's one standout video that kind of rings that kind of bell for you the uh i have a video talking about the anglo-soviet invasion of iran during oh. World war ii yeah um and from that i i i've had a in, in a lot of the world war ii uh, specific topics i've had people be like oh yeah my grandfather um has you know my grandfather someone in my family was um uh, was connected or yep. was involved in it. Sure. The Iran video, though, I remember I, I got an email from an, a, a scholar in Basra, so in Iraq. Oh, wow. Um, and he was like, hey, just saw this. Do you mind sharing some of your sources? So I sent him some, you know, some of the sources that I was using. Then we started talking a little bit more. Um, oh, another series actually popped in my brain too. I can mention that later, but sure. um, it's now to kind of gone to the point where we had a, we had a back and forth. Things like, oh yeah, I, you know, want to learn, trying to essentially learn about and or presentate a lot of like you know lesser known Middle Eastern history. Okay, and 
now he, uh, me and him were working on a project talking about LGBT representation in oh, wow. pre-modern, wow. uh, in pre-modern Middle East, which, um, that's huge. Of, yeah. And it was through weird things like that. And, um, you know, and so I'm working on him on that front. That's or, cool. Um, Good for you. I, that's huge. I uploaded a series on the Banana Wars, if mm-hmm. y'all are familiar mm-hmm. with those. <laughs> um, and, and I got two or three emails with, it was generally teachers going, hey, can I show this in my class? Oh, cool. And I was like, y'all, of course. That's awesome. That's that's really really cool. I, and I I think to, for us, right, uh, some of those connections that you make with people, right, whether it's people saying, "Hey, I want to share this video," or "Hey, thank you for making this video and mentioning so and so," you know, the person you mentioned that nobody else has was my uncle or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so that's that's really really cool. Aster, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. So if people want to find you online, what's the best place for them to either reach out to you or, or look for you? Uh, they can find me either on uh, youtube.com uh, and you can search my channel or just look at, at uh, Tipsy Fish History. I'll be like the first one to pop up. Okay. Um, if they want to message directly, I do have a Facebook page. Um, same, it's uh, Tipsy History and that one's actually been popping off. It's about 12, 13,000 followers on that. Oh, right on. Um, but that covers just little nuggets of uh, of history when I have time. But yeah, that's where folks can generally find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow. And we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.